carry all the brand names and tires. If you provide us with a better price at the time of purchase, we'll match it. Find a better price within 30 days of the purchase, we'll refund the difference. Bring your vehicle in and let's get you safely down the road. You can't beat our tire price match guarantee from Hammer Chevrolet. 107 East Alger, online at hammerchevy.com. When you're in pain, it causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. When it comes to Wyoming outdoors and your love of it, bragging is not too big a word to use. Bragging rights can be as small as a photo of a mule deer in your backyard or a picture of a Yellowstone cutthroat you caught on an elk hair caddis up to a trophy bull elk. CNB Operations and John Deere bring you the Bragging Rights Photo Contest on Sheridan Media's contest page on SheridanMedia.com. Just enter any photo of your Wyoming outdoor experience, big game, fish, bird, climbing, hiking, biking, or horseback, and you could win a $300 bone-handled hunting knife with a million-year-old chunk of Mastodon ivory in the handle from Buckaroo Blades. Plus, you could win a huge prize package from CNB Operations simply by stopping into the store on Heartland Drive and signing up. CNB Operations, in the name of bragging rights, will donate $1,000 to the Wyoming Outdoors Federation to help make sure we keep our Wyoming outdoors what it has always been. Once a Packer fan, always a Packer fan. It's canned Ice Ice Baby here, VIP with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports and First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Did you hear what happened this week? Let's recap. T, 84 points. Yeah, you know, spinning the wheels. You're letting your cat pick, aren't you? No, I don't have a cat. <laughs> you should. You, you should. should get one, huh? Minnesota hosts the Dallas Cowboys. Magic. I'm going to be at this game. Cool. Oh! So I am going to pick Dallas. She's picking Dallas. <laughs> going to wear a uniform in? Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to be in Minnesota. I, I like don't care. You said wear your colors. You said right. uniform. You probably meant jersey, but I like well, the idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Melanie, suit up. <laughs> You can join us. Make your picks. You'll have the chance to win a prize valued at $100 if you have the high score for the week. Make your picks on the Pro Football Pick'em Contest page on sharedmedia.com. Oh, and tune in every Wednesday morning at 740 to KROE 103.9. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning I am joined by the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Executive Director, A.J. Evans, and the shelter's dog lead, 
Emmy Whiting. And we've also got a little guest here with us today who's kind of, he's, he's wanting your attention, isn't he, Emmy? Uh, well, he wants the treats in my pocket. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, he's a good looking dog. What's his name? So this is Smokey. He's about two years old. Um, he is great with dogs, cats. Uh, he's a little nervous around people sometimes, but really good dog. Really good dog. What kind of dog is he? Um, I'd say he's a Border Collie healer mix, most likely. He might have a little something else in there because he is quite big. but Yeah, he's got a very large head. Yes, he, for, he does. For like a healer type of dog. Uh, I'm surprised at the size of that head. That's more like a, a black lab type of head. Yeah, I was thinking maybe lab in a there somewhere. Yeah, there. best guess. <laughs> now, uh, we were talking before the show, um, and and healers are basically the number one type of dog that you really get into the shelter, aren't they? Um, I wouldn't say number one, but we do get a lot of healers in, and we also get a lot of shepherds, a lot of pits, um, I, probably the main Main ones. There and the, the healers and the shepherds, I mean, that kind of comes with the agricultural area yes, yes. in which we live. Um, how often are you guys getting puppies now? Uh, because I know you recently got a shipment of puppies in. I don't know if, what you call that. A litter uh, pack. <laughs> a litter. A litter. You, got, you recently got a shipment. litter, a shipment, right? Yeah, <laughs> delivered to you, to your front door. Uh, how many of those do you have left? So we actually adopted all of them out. Oh, the puppies um, go quick. Except except for one. So one was having a lot of medical issues. He broke his leg, and then we casted him. And as soon as we took off the cast, he broke another part of his leg that oh. was attached to his tendon. And, you know, the recovery for that, even being cast and going through surgery, was kind of 50-50. So we did end up having to take the leg Um oh. I'm telling you, it didn't slow him down in the slightest, though. He is very energetic, very energetic. <laughs> and he's still over there? You guys yes. got yourselves a tripod Yes, dog. his name is Sam. Sam. Yep. And and he's available for adoption now, yes. or are you guys still yes. working with him? Nope. He is. He's available now. And uh, Smokey here, he's available for adoption as well. Yes, and he is the kind of dog that... You know, every dog has little issues here and there, and you're like, oh, I can see why you're here longer, you know? Yeah. But Smokey's the kind of dog, I'm like, why are you still here? Why are you still at the shelter? Because you're just so sweet. Mm -hmm. You're such a good dog. And he's had no interest, not one single meet and greet. Really? Mm -hmm. That surprises me with his, with his temperament, <laughs> the way he looks. Yep. Uh, he seems like he could he could probably keep up uh, with, with the cows. Now, one thing um, I, I, I know we didn't talk about, how we're going to talk about this, but I, you're my wife. A lot of people <laughs> might not realize that, but we are married. So, and, and I get to kind of see you go through this process with, with a lot of these dogs. And one thing that I do want to say is I've always appreciated your actual, like the love and appreciation and the dedication that you have to these animals. And I want to point out one thing that you did with a dog recently um, by spending a little bit more time with him and getting to learn his temperament, which mm -hmm. is something that we are going to talk about here. You discovered that a dog who seemed overly aggressive was actually just nervous or, or scared to be at the shelter. And, and you guys went from, we might end up having to destroy this dog to there's no way. 
yes. Uh, so he is not available yet, so I don't want to mention names, but <laughs> but right. he he came in and I mean we couldn't even get near this dog. We couldn't get near his kennel. Even. And sometimes that happens. Yeah. Yep. And, and unfortunately. And he was, I mean, he was showing teeth. He was barking at us. We would put, um, we have, we have this Halloween decoration. That's like a fake hand <laughs> that will kind of test dogs out with, put the hand in there. He'd attack it. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. But one day he wagged his tail for me and I would, you know, he gave me the sign that he wanted me to say hi. And I mean, he's cuddly. He's wonderful. I told you, I was like, if we didn't have cats at home, cause he's not good with cats, I'd take him home. Yeah. I, I love him. He's, he's amazing. And you made yeah. a video, you know, <laughs> of this quote unquote aggressive dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just, he was just acting like a puppy all, all over you and seeking attention. Yep. Kind of the way that, uh, you know, Smokey is here. Uh, Smokey's looking for that treat, though. Oh, he I knows know. that's in that pocket. <laughs> Very <it>? treat motivated. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, when it comes to exposing dogs to things like cats, children, crowds, to determine their temperament, how do you accomplish that over there? How do you guys... I mean, because a lot of the dogs that come in, mm-hmm. you have no backstory on. You have no yes. history. You got to just kind of figure it out as you go along. What's the technique you like to use to do that? So we actually have our trainer over there, Marion Eccles. She does dog assessments. And so she exposes these dogs to these things to see if they are a good fit. Um, recently we had one of our, um, employees, she's the assistant dog lead. So she's my assistant, Marcy, and she had her little sister come in. So we got to kind of test all the dogs with kids. Cause I think that's the one we struggle with yes. the most. Cause is, you don't have children. Cause we just, don't have yeah, children there yeah. unless we have like schools visiting and everything. And even then they're just in the kennel. So you don't really right. know how they'll react. I mean, every dog loved her. We, I was so happy to see it because even dogs you expect, oh, there's no way that dog's going to be good with kids. Right. They surprise you. Uh, they're leaning on her. They're snuggling. Like, they're just, they're amazing. But um, basically, Marion, she will test dog to dog, dog to cat. Um, she'll take them to Home Depot, kind of walk around there, see how they do in crowds. And then, like I said, Marcy's sister has been a great help in kid testing. And we also have, you know, if they're food aggressive, we test for that. If they're possessive of toys, we test for that. Um, so we do a whole a whole behavioral assessment on them. And like aggression with toys, aggression with food, mm-hmm. which is I think aggression with food is one that I've probably seen the most when it comes to a dog being aggressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even our dog, Gertie, when it comes to her food, she's a little bit possessive, so she gets fed in her kennel. But there's ways around that, isn't there? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you know they're aggressive with their food, like we do with Gertie, I mean, she's never been aggressive with us, just other dogs, other animals she doesn't like in her food. I could probably reach down and take a handful of food and she'd never care. Yeah. But I mean, a great solution for that is kenneling. And as for the possession with toys, you know, I'd make sure they're alone with their toys. But I'm also not a trainer. So if you need extra, you know, advice on that, I'd go to a trainer in Mm -hmm. town. 
Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of really good trainers. That yes. We have Amazing. Right Amazing. Now, um, how many dogs do you guys have over there right now? So our total dogs is about 34. We were talking, we just got a couple in last night, so it might be closer to 36. Yeah, we're full again. We full. are at capacity right yep. now. I have gra- I have kennels set up in the garage, but I'm hoping I don't need to use those because they're, they're a lot smaller than our actual kennel space, but um, we're going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, about... 34 to 36 dogs. Um, for cats, we have about 117. Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> Over 100 cats. And then for other smaller animals, like the guinea pigs, rabbits, we do have mice right now. We have about 28. 28 of the, like, the small smaller critters yep. type, type pets. Yep. Now, I, that kind of surprises me that you guys get those critter pets mm-hmm. uh, in. Uh, I guess I just never kind of figured that people would have to turn something like that in to the shelter, but it, let alone, yeah, it happens. Yeah. And yeah. it happens a lot more often than what I thought it would. You guys usually have an odd critter over there of some sort. <laughs> yes. uh, whether, and it, what even surprised me even more was the day uh, the former executive director came in here and talked about the chickens yep. that you guys end up getting over there. Do you have any chickens currently? Thank the goodness, one we had, no. I took. <laughs> I adopted her. AJ took the last one we had. AJ, you, you adopted a chicken. That's that's funny. Uh, she given eggs or just having her around? Well, you know, uh, Chap was at the shelter for like two weeks. And while she was out there, I said, you lay an egg, you're going to come home with me. <laughs> and I didn't have any chickens at the time. I've always wanted them. Yeah. So anyways, and sure enough, she, dang it, she laid an egg. <laughs> and uh, she went through our medical check mm-hmm. with the vet, and I um, made an area available at home, subterranean chicken coop. And um, I took her home, and I think she laid an egg every other day for a while. You oh, know wow. what I mean? And wow. then it was getting colder, and I was giving her company. She had two younger chicks with her. Anyways, I guess everything just stressed her out, and. I'm really learning about chickens because, like I said, I've never had them. And, uh, but I love that chicken. I can hold her. I can pet her. And she's very sweet. So <laughs> cool Chap's my favorite. So <laughs> now I have three chickens and it's just been so cold. And, of course, none of them are laying. You know, right. the others are at the age where they can start. Mm-hmm. So, But I really don't expect anything till spring. Well, I think that's adorable. You got a chicken that you I can pack around like a friend. A, f- a fun yep. fact about the eggs when we get them at the shelter is we'll feed them to the skinny dogs to try to put some weight on them. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. that's that's what you do with yep. the... We use the eggs. Use the yeah. eggs. They actually <laughs> produced there at the shelter. Now, it, it, so many dogs. Uh, what percentage of these dogs are strays that are waiting on their owners to show back up to pick them up, would you say? And I know I'm asking you to kind of, you know, either make a guess or... But if you were to say this is obviously a stray, this is not just some animal that was abandoned. Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, if we get a dog that's a stray, they have five business days. So that doesn't typically include the, our Sundays and Mondays when we're closed. So five business days. Yeah, five say. business yeah. days to claim their animal. If no one comes to claim the animal, they go through our systems and become available for adoption. And I want everyone to know that so they do look for their animals with us because I have quite a few up at the shelter right now that I'm really hoping get claimed because 
I think they're somebody's dogs. Yeah. Um, I don't have a certain percentage. It really kind of is day to day. Yeah. <laughs> Some days you'll get no strays. The next morning I'll come in and there's four. You know? yep. <laughs> so it's it's hard to say, but um, you know, big events like storms, fireworks, things like that will make a dog run. You know, mm-hmm. act different, run away, do different things. But also, you know, you get the escape artists. We we have regulars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, unfortunately, the sheriff's office can say the same thing. You know. Yes. <laughs> yes. <regulars> down <laughs> but when it comes to our CSOs, they do such a great job going out there, catching some of these strays that are wandering around. Because mm-hmm. um, some some animals can be a bit of a nuisance, uh, you know, and other ones are... It just it surprises me. And I know I've talked about this before, AJ, when I've had you on the show. It just surprises me the amount of strays, the amount of abandoned dogs and cats here within Share. It doesn't seem like we're big enough to have this many animals show up down at the shelter. But... That being said, I haven't done a lot of research to compare us to other metropolitan areas, uh, but it just seems like there's a lot. Uh, does it seem like there's a lot to you? I think part of it is population control, and people don't know what to do with them. Yeah. You know, or it happens to a stray animal, and people just don't know, yeah. you know, and then one yeah. turns into 15. I mean, it just happens so quickly, and we'll we'll talk about the spay-neuter program a little later, but it's, yeah. We're overpopulated when it comes to animals. It just kind of really surprises me. Uh, I know i got to take a, a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about spaying and neutering your animal and maybe helping out with the shelter down there. Because uh, I'm here to tell you, folks, there's a lot of animals out there that need yeah. a home. All right, more with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter when we return. Stay with us. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. The wish you could smell this ad deal. Because if you could, you'd be smelling McDonald's fries right now. And they smell like McDonald's fries. Enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like six-piece chicken McNuggets, hot and spicy McChicken, or McDouble, each paired with small fries. And add in any size Coke or sweet tea. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Back in the year 1621, Squanto was invited to dinner and everyone there decided to call it Thanksgiving. And pow, just like that, it went viral. Well, if Squanto was around today, he'd get his thankful self to the health nut for Beeler hams, organic natural turkeys, and organic sweet potatoes. And while there, he'd remember not to forget to reserve his health nut thankful homemade pies and a gluten-free one for Miles Standish. The Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Happy Thanksgiving. Look in this week's Country Bounty for a special Black Friday and Countdown to Christmas flyer from Cottonwood Kitchen and Home. Cottonwood opens at 8 a.m. for Black Friday sales. You'll find savings on holiday centerpieces, grab-and-go floral, fiesta wear, small appliances, coffee, fine teas, and more. Also, check out the Countdown to Christmas flyer, featuring a new sale every day from December 1st to the 24th. Look for the Black Friday and Countdown to Christmas flyer from Cottonwood Kitchen and Home in this week's Country Bounty. 
You know, the pioneers crossed the vast wilderness in covered wagons, yet today a lot of their offspring actually have to set alarms to remind them when to drink water. If you're needing water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in locating water, drilling and pumps, even solar-powered water wells. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service in the Country Bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. Water, water. The holidays are here, and the Cozy Corner Gift Shop, just inside Sheridan Memorial Hospital, has something for everyone on your nice list. When you shop at the Cozy Corner, you're not only buying a gift, you're also giving back. We donate all of the proceeds to the Sheridan Memorial Hospital Foundation to support hospital projects. From decorations to clothing, we have all of your holiday essentials. Stop by and find the perfect gift today, and Merry Christmas from all of your Cozy Corner volunteers. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting and this morning I am with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Executive Director A.J. Evans and the shelter's dog lead, Emmy Whiting. And they have brought, along with them, Smokey, who is available for adoption. And I just, I don't understand why somebody hasn't snatched him up yet. He looks like a great dog. His behavior here in the studio has been absolutely adorable. All he's done is just uh, looked cute and asked for <laughs> treats. Uh, <laughs> he seems very lovable. Uh, one of those dogs that really wants to cuddle. And, uh, you know, it's winter. Everyone needs someone to cuddle. Oh, yes. uh, and so Smokey is available for adoption now. Some other uh, information regarding the shelter, 117 cats, about 90 available for adoption now. Uh, plenty of cats over there. About 20 mice that are available because uh, when you cage mice together, nature finds a way. Yes, it's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones are the females and which ones are the males? And we try to separate them, but... <laughs> but things tend to happen. Things happen. And uh, 34 dogs in total. About how many of those are up for adoption, would you guess? About 22. <clears throat> 22. Yeah, and I mean, even after this week, it'll be more. Yeah, yep. Yeah, because uh, you get them in, you do the assessment, you work with them a little bit. Yep, and then their health check as well from and the a, vet. And a health yep. check. And if they need to go through Bike Club, uh, mm -hmm. that's a, a really successful program that's going on over there. It kind of teaches dogs how to behave a little bit better mm -hmm. before we send them out into public. But uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, AJ, you know, much of this problem would be curbed, in my opinion, if folks would spay and neuter. Yes, they're animals a little bit more often than what they do. Uh, so it, we talked about the spay and neuter certificates last month, but that program, unfortunately, has had to be put on hold, correct? That's correct, because it's uh, donor-funded. So when a low-income household individual comes in to purchase a spay and neuter certificate, you know, depending whether it's a cat or a dog, they're anywhere from 30 to $60. Then that individual takes their animal to the vet, and then we get billed, and the bill to us is anywhere from forty to two hundred dollars. So the difference is being picked up by the shelter, but it is paid for or funded by a donor. So year to date, we have sold two hundred and fifteen low income certificates for spay and neuters, wow. and the funds have run out. Oh. So we had to place the spay and neuter certificates on hold until we receive further funding. So, it, it, I mean, this program is just successful. Correct. 
absolutely a successful program. Uh, but uh, the shelter could definitely use uh, some generous donors right yes. now. And and let's talk about that because you've got uh, Giving Tuesday. Tell me what Giving Tuesday is. Yes, it's an online platform. It's next Tuesday, and you will see emails coming in. We're going to blast it on Facebook. We're going it, to – it's a nationwide um, day, so it's not just a shelter. But, of course, we, you know, we want to put it on. Hopefully a bunch of generous donors are out there wanting to give before year end. So this is your opportunity to give. And, you know, we're 5013C, so it's tax deductible. You'll receive a letter or statement, you know, to give to your accountant. So general, generous people, please give. Um, you will have ample opportunities to give in other ways too. We have a bunch of stuff coming up, you know, where you can give. So it's not just a check in the mail. We'll be down at uh, Muddy Paw Prints on December 3rd for uh, Pets with Santa. I had it backwards earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Santa with pets, right? Yes. So um, photography sessions from 11 to 3, $15 for the sitting. So bring your animals. And uh, the proceeds will go to the shelter. So I will be there at the beginning of it. Come on down, bring your animals. Like I say, if you want something in return, it's a way to give. You know, or you can go online. We have an Amazon wish list. The Sheridan Press is going to publish our wish list on the 23rd. So there's a bunch of items you can go buy, bring them to the shelter, order them online if you don't want to go out and about. I mean, there's so many ways to give in December, Mm -hmm. not just in December, but especially in December. Now, one thing that I did want to specify here, with all these animals, uh, especially dogs, a lot of food is gone through, but the food isn't bought using donated money correct the the food is donated to the shelter that's correct pedigree donates dog and cat food the hard food and the wet food mm-hmm. the only dog food that we do have to purchase well we buy a lot of pumpkin canned pumpkin because most every dog tummy and issues. cat has tummy issues coming to us anxiety switching yep. their food so that is one of those things actually on our wish list because we have to buy them by the case just yeah. to you know transition the animal i mean you see a lot of diarrhea you know the anxious yeah I mean, lots of tummy issues. And then the only other food that we go out and buy, and as you know, with inflation and uh, the cola, I mean, we're talking $50 a, a bag of dog food. You know, we buy sensitive food. or Yeah, we will you know, buy specialty, specialty food. foods yeah. Yeah, for dogs and cats, just really depending on what they need. Mm-hmm. I mean, senior animals need different food because they need, they have different needs and we do have quite a few animals with sensitive tummies right now. So we're buying a lot of sensitive food. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think it's amazing that pedigree steps up and does that. Uh, And, and one more time, tell us about pets with Santa, Santa with pets, however you want to talk about it. Because this does seem like it's really cute. This is something that somebody can put on a Christmas card. This is something that you want to put on your fridge and you'll also be helping a fantastic cause. You'll be helping animals by going down and doing this. So give me those times in that location. December 3rd at Muddy Paw Prince on Main, and it's from 11 to 3. So FFF Photography, who is uh, Shirley McFeeders, she'll be de- she'll be down there taking the pictures. And then about a week later, you'll actually get a 4 by 6 um, Christmas card picture that you can then pick up down there. But all those... Um, dates times um i'll be picking up the flyers for her this afternoon we'll be distributing 
um, we'll be down at the stroll, you know, we'll be handing those out, we'll leave them down at Mighty Paw Prince. So everything is in the works, but it's a great way to give, you know, and you have a professional picture, you and the animals, or just you. I mean, if you don't have animals, you want to support the shelter. And you want to get a photo with Santa, yeah. Yeah, get your picture taken. Or just your animal. Uh, There you go, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Now, you guys will be down at the Christmas stroll. Yes. Are you guys going to take an animal down there, a dog or a cat? We're going to take a few dogs, just depending on how many people we have volunteer to handle dogs. But, yes, a few dogs. Yep. Now, Emmy... during this time of year, you guys run a program that I want to talk about that can kind of help alleviate some room yes. up there at yes. the shelter. As you said uh, before we took a commercial break, you're full right now. You've mm-hmm. got kennels in the garage yes. that you're having to put animals in, and those are small kennels. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're large for a kennel, but they're not as spacious as the right. kennels we typically use. Right. With and, guns, yeah. With, yeah. You know. Uh, With outside access, everything like that, they don't have that in those kind of kennels. So well, we have to I can tell you out. that <laughs> nobody nobody listening out there right now would enjoy being locked in a walk-in closet no. all day. No. Oh, come so, on. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about Home for the Holidays. What is this program? So Home for the Holidays is a foster program, and it's when you foster an animal from the shelter over the holiday season and then bring the dog or cat or, you know, rabbit or anything uh, back afterwards. But the goal is to get some foster fails so we can, you know, get these animals adopted. So if, you know, you're fostering this animal, they're a perfect fit in your home, Fill out an adoption application, keep the animal. But um, for Home for the Holidays, you will need to fill out a foster application just to make sure everything's approved and everything. Um, We typically do not foster out puppies. And the only reason for that is, and it's case by case, you know. Right. But the only reason we typically don't foster out a lot of puppies is because a lot of people want to see the puppies. And if they're not there. Right, right. They can't actually get adopted. Yes, yeah, they, they tend difficult. to go pretty quick, yes, don't they? Right. Yeah. And I know a lot of people would love to foster puppies, but it, it it's hard for the puppy, first off, to come back to the shelter afterwards. Yeah. It's hard for puppies to adjust to that after they're used to being in a household, but also difficult for us adopting them to get them out the yep. door uh, yep. to a permanent home yes now let's someone out there listening right now i know is thinking you know what i should i should pull the trigger mm-hmm. i've been thinking about getting a dog or a cat what are some things i need to consider before i head down to the shelter and pick up a new a new family member so i would say first off you know kind of confirm with wherever you're living if you are renting that you can have an animal make sure you can cuz otherwise you'll come up to the shelter, fall in love, and then you'll and be then sad. You, yeah, and then you'll be sad when you can't <laughs> yeah, get Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I would say is, you know, look at the type of animal that you're looking to get. If you're gone for, you know, 10 hours a day, right. a dog's probably not going to be 
who you're going to go for. Yeah. You'll, you'll want a cat. They're a lot more independent. You don't have to take them out potty. They they know what they're doing, but they can provide so much love and affection when you are home. Even if you don't want it, right? Like, <laughs> last yes. night, we were just covered in animals on the couch. It was, it was You ridiculous. must have needed it. We had the whole family. Yes, we had all of them. <laughs> Our cats, to, they see me as a bridge to get to mom. That's really all <laughs> Uh, so what are some other things I need to think about? Um, I would say, you know, your activity level with specifically dogs, but, you know, also cats, because cats do need energy, like, you know, energy outlets and everything, like playing, stuff like that. But mainly with dogs, you have to think about, you know, am I going to be able to take this dog on a walk yeah. every day? Am I going to be able to take them and exercise them a lot? Because if you can't, then you just need a lazier dog. And they are out there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> they are out there. I mean, Smokey loves his naps. <laughs> but if you can't provide, you know, an outlet for their energy, a hyper dog is going to be hyper in your house. Yeah. And that's tough. <laughs> it, there's a lot of anxiety that comes from that. There is. Um, there I, is. There was a show on television a number of years ago. Uh, where an individual would go and uh, whisper to these dogs. Mm -hmm. And the majority (laughs) of the problems that I can remember from watching this program Mm -hmm. was I live in an apartment with this animal Mm -hmm. who, you know, in the wild would run, walk, and hunt Mm -hmm. for eight miles a day. Mm -hmm. And now they've got nothing but this small apartment all day long to just run around in. Uh, that of course that's going to come with some anxiety and some acting out. The animal doesn't understand what the heck's going on. They just know that I don't have the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's another thing to consider is the space. If you're living in a smaller apartment, there's plenty of dogs great for apartment living, but you probably don't want a 90-pound shepherd in there because that's they don't yeah. have the space. Yeah, So. and I mean it, just like fish in a tank. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you need the right size of the tank for yes. the right size of fish. Mm-hmm. So now uh, we've been talking about Santa photos and Giving Tuesday. Tell me one more time how I can help out on Tuesday. You go online, there will be your donate button and you give large. And give large. Yes. As big Please. as you can. <laughs> yes. uh, it's absolutely needed over there. Um, now, uh, you actually have... Uh, Tell me about the Best Friends Animal Society National Adoption Weekend. Uh, what is this? We just had one in September where the organization actually gives us a stipend, $25 per cat, $50 for a dog oh, wow. that is being adopted out that particular weekend. That's fantastic. Yes, and we partner with them. They're just a wonderful organization. Like I say, we adopted out uh, 12 animals um, the end of September, middle yes. of September, and they do it, I believe, semi-annual. So we have another one coming up in December, December 9th through the 11th. So if you're looking to adopt an animal, that's another way to give. You know, of course, you're going to come in sooner than that, kind of look around and see what we have, make yourself, yep. you know, familiar with the animal. And then to finalize the process, it would be wonderful if it happened to be that particular week you know, that we do during that time frame because it's one way of you giving with your, without you knowing. So regardless, you know, you spend the money to adopt the animal, but 
on top of that, we get that stipend from that organization. Wow. Best friends. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, a little bit of addition. So yeah. one more time on those dates. It's the 9th through the 11th of December. The 9th through the 11th. Yeah. It's uh, If you're thinking about adopting folks uh, and you're thinking about uh, going with sooner rather than later, I would suggest, I mean, that's not even that far away. No. Come on down no. there. Uh, take a look around, yep. see who you fall in love with, who falls in love with you. Maybe take one home for the holidays. <laughs> yes. about it, right? So uh, one more time, Emmy, if I was looking for uh, a home for the holidays application, I just need to go down to the shelter and basically say, I'd love to take one of these guys home for Christmas. So um, I will say with the National Adoption Weekend as well, make sure you fill out an adoption application beforehand because yes. it sometimes okay. takes a few days to get approved just because we are, you know, running on only a few people working on applications. Um, so make sure you fill it out beforehand so you can finalize on those dates because unless the adoption is finalized those dates, we do not get that money. Okay. I'm uh, glad you brought that up. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yeah. And then for the home for the holidays, you'll want to fill out a foster application. So not the adoption application, <laughs> the foster application. And you can either fill it out online or come down to the shelter and we'll get you one. All right. Uh, ladies, AJ, Emmy, thank you for coming thank in you. today. Thank you for bringing Smokey. Look how well-behaved he's been. He's passed oh, yeah. out. He's, he's, passed out. he's, he's got a <laughs> tummy full of treats. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. What would Christmas be without tradition, without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. You grunt and groan every time you stand, bend, or reach. Aching bones and aching joints, they're not just painful, they're noisy. But seriously, for some, aching joints are debilitating. The specialists at Sheridan Ortho work tirelessly to end your aches and pains. From advanced hand and upper extremity surgery to computer-navigated spine surgery to complex sports medicine like hip arthroscopy, you're in good hands. Sheridan Orthopedics, serving Sheridan and the surrounding areas for over 50 years. Visit SheridanOrtho.com. Same-day appointments may be available. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. 
Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. With everyone's busy lives, Thanksgiving is a time to slow down and reflect on how truly thankful we are and show gratitude towards others. Hi, this is Jill Bates with The Best Team here with Colton Bates and Logan Bishop. What's your favorite part of the Thanksgiving holiday? Definitely all the eating. Agreed. Stuffing, yum. But football games, Christmas stroll, turkey trot, cutting down and decorating the Christmas tree. Absolutely. Of course, all the special time with family and friends. On behalf of the entire Best Real Estate team, we are thankful for all of you, our amazing clients and the great community. We are truly blessed. Wishing you all a safe, happy, and fun-filled holiday week. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. Joining me over the phone for the second part of our show this morning is Wyoming Game and Fish Public Information Specialist Christina Schmidt. Christina, I want to say thank you so much. You're joining us by phone today because you're feeling a little under the weather. And I want to say that I truly appreciate you uh, jumping in here and continuing to keep us up to date on what's going on. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a little better today. Thank you. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, now, uh, we, we've got some, uh, we only got about 10 minutes. Uh, let's go ahead and start with pheasant season. A lot of events around this season in our area, <laughs> isn't there? Yeah, so uh, last weekend, this past weekend, was the Bud Love Youth Only Pheasant Hunt. And that was uh, the seventh year for that. Um, so, um, certainly always successful. Um, I wasn't able to make it this year, but heard there were quite a few kids out hunting pheasants. Um, so that was really great to hear. And then we have the annual Fort Phil Kearney historic site uh, family pheasant hunt coming up this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. And the difference between those events, like I said, the Bud Love was youth only, whereas the Fort Phil Kearney hunt is very family focused. So welcome kids and adults to come out and hunt and harvest pheasants together. Now, who who kind of s- comes up with these programs? Is this a, a collaborative effort, or uh, does the Wyoming Game and Fish basically just sit back and say, you know what, I'd love to hear some ideas surrounding pheasant season. Uh, how do we come up with these great events? Well, so the, the youth-only hunt at Bud Love, so of course Bud Love is one of our wildlife habitat management areas, so it is owned by the Game and Fish Commission, um, along with you know several others around the state. And so it's actually the Game and Fish Commission that set aside that day specifically in regulation for youth-only. Um, there's also a youth-only pheasant hunt over at Yellowtail, another wildlife habitat management area. Um, so some of those depending on the area, are set by the Game and Fish Commission in regulation. But the Fort Phil Kearney, uh, that is actually a hunter management area uh, that is part of our Access Yes program. So it is open not just this weekend, um, but uh, if you go to our website, click on Public Access, you can go and learn all about you know either walk-in areas or hunter management areas. This is a hunter management area 
the sort uh, decides, you know, the dates and the species um, that uh, they will be open for, you can go there. Usually, you will need a permission slip. It's free, but you do need to go and sign up for the date and time that you want to go hunt out there. The exception is this coming weekend. So for the family pheasant hunt, they do not require, um, you know, one of those free permission slips. It's just a come-and-go event through the day. Um, adults must pay the fort entrance fee of $4 for residents or $8 for non-residents. Youth are free. And that fee can be paid, cash or credit card. Um, there's a self-help kiosk near the front entrance. Um, and folks who have an annual state parts pass do not have to pay this extra daily use fee. They can just display their pass in the windshield. So, um, yeah, great opportunity. That will be the 26th and 27th, Saturday and Sunday. Again, just uh, a come-and-go event. And a great family event. I, I know, uh, you know, in other parts of the world, they probably wouldn't see hunting as something, you know, family oriented. But around here in Wyoming, some of my fondest memories with my family was uh, going out with my mom and dad, uh, taking, you know, a couple days in the winter and going elk hunting up in uh, the Rockies where I come from over there in Star Valley. Uh, you know, it was it was wet. It was cold. It was early. And I look back on that time of my life, and I don't remember the misery. I remember the laughs. My mom was a big laugher, and we'd get out there, tell jokes, and have a great time. So I would suggest to anybody, you know, if you really want to have a good, fun family event, this can actually be it. There's also a upcoming trapping workshop. Uh, can you explain what a trapping workshop is, Christina? So this is really trap awareness and safety for pet owners. So uh, we've not hosted one of these before. Um, it will be Saturday, December 3rd at 9.30 at the Sheridan Library. And basically it's it's for pet owners and people who recreate, uh, you know, on public lands. Um, so this workshop is going to give a brief overview of, you know, trapping regulations. So just you know, giving folks an idea of when the trapping season runs, um, you know, where they might expect traps or snares on the landscape, potentially what tools you should carry with you in the field. Um, but really the focus of this is going to be um, plenty of time for questions and hands-on practice. So um, we have several people coming to put this on, and they will actually bring some traps and snares and let people practice um, you know, see how they work, open them up, all, um, again, practice with the tools um, that you should carry with you in the field. So um, the focus is really hands-on practice and making folks aware that, you know, there potentially could be traps and snares on the landscape. So uh, it'll be about an hour, hour and a half, somewhere around there, um, because I do have people traveling in to present it. You know, if we have really bad weather and they can't get here, we're going to reschedule um, so just giving folks that heads up. But other than that, hoping for good weather. It'll be Saturday morning, December 3rd at the library at 930. Uh, and we welcome everyone. Certainly give a call to the Game and Fish Regional Office if you have questions. Now, trapping licenses are extremely rare, aren't they? Well, I, I, I don't know that they're rare. Um, 
looking at last year's annual report, uh, looks like about 2,300 were sold statewide. Oh, wow. Okay, so, not as rare as I thought. Yeah, yeah no. Um, you know, trapping is a, a legal and regulated activity in Wyoming. So it's not something that's just supported by the, uh, like, predatory boards around the state. Correct, yeah. So there are people that purchase for their licenses and, and do, you know, do trapping of, of species that are regulated as fur bearers in Wyoming. Now, another season we've got coming up. Uh, tell us about the black bear hunting season, public meeting. Yeah, this is coming up pretty quick on December 1st at 6 p.m., and this meeting will be at the Game and Fish Regional Office. And this is to discuss uh, proposed seasons and harvest quotas uh, for the next three-year cycle. So we will have wildlife managers there uh, to give folks um, a short presentation on on what the the recommendations are for the next three years. Uh, You can go and look... um, at some of the proposed changes on our website ahead of time, if you want, you click on the Get Involved link at the top of our homepage, and then there's a big block that says Public Comment and Meetings. And if you click on that, um, there's a statement of reasons. You can see the proposed changes. You can read through all of that. So uh, keep in mind there might be some changes to those proposals prior to the meeting. So. Um, you know, you can read those, but definitely if, if you're interested in, in black bear seasons, please plan to attend the meeting if possible or give a call to the local office with questions if you're not able to make the meeting. Uh, and, and we do accept comments online as well or by mail. So you're certainly welcome to do that if you can't make the meeting. Um, all comments are going to be accepted until 5 p.m. on December 14th. Now, is it, there's a lot of participation in the bear hunting around here, isn't there? Oh, certainly, yes. Now, coming up, uh, driving to work, seeing a lot of carcasses on the roadways. Have there been a high number of wildlife vehicle collisions this year that you guys can tell? Unfortunately, this time of year, we always see an uptick, actually. Um, So that's due to the shorter daylight hours, you know, the time change. People are, you know, that 5 o'clock time, visibility is getting really bad right as people are getting off work. But that's also when animals are moving around. So unfortunately, this is um, a seasonal thing that we do see every year. So certainly want to caution folks just to be aware that, you know, we're going to be traveling more at the same time the animals are active and certainly want to avoid accidents if we can. Um, early morning, early evening, really common times to encounter animals on the roadway. Um, I always tell folks to, to consider the plus one theory. I always figure if one crosses ahead of me, I'm going to slow down, but there's probably one behind it. Uh, in fact, uh, here just a couple weeks ago on my commute, uh, there was a fawn that got hit, and a mule deer doe who stayed in the area for a day, um, you know, her fawn was there dead, and she stayed there for a day before she left, and my assumption is mom crossed successfully, and the fawn waited a few seconds, went to follow her, and did not make it, so unfortunately, that's you know, something that we do see, there might be one, two, three more animals coming behind one. So certainly if you see one on the road, even if the first one gets gets across safely, 
slow down, take a look. There's more than likely there's going to be more in the area coming across. So uh, definitely slow down. YDOT has put a lot of signs in place uh, in the past couple of years. Um, the, you know, deer crossing signs, and they actually do flash at certain times of the day. And, of course, these signs were not randomly placed. They were placed in areas where they see particularly high numbers of collisions. Uh, so definitely pay attention to those. If you see those, see them flashing, there's a reason they're there. There's a reason they're there. Um, go ahead, reduce your speed, keep an eye out for them. Absolutely, and and we greatly appreciate that advice because – that's those road signs, as you said, they are there for a reason, and and they're turned on for a reason because they're they're moving right now. Christina, I want to thank you so much. Seriously, you've been great, and I greatly appreciate it. Now uh, head back to bed and get some rest, my friend. Thank you. All right, thanks for having me. You've been listening to Public Pulse on nine thirty KROE and one hundred three point nine FM, Sheridan. Hi, this is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean, and we offer free HVAC cleaning estimates. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, 25 to 40 percent of the energy used for heating or cooling a home is wasted. Contaminants in your HVAC system cause it to work harder and shorten the life of your system. Call for your free estimate and start saving money today by making your system more cost-effective and reducing how hard it has to work to maintain your home's temperature. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. It's fall. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. You can't go wrong when you turn to the Sheridan Commercial Company for helpful supplies for fall projects like weather stripping, caulking, insulating, and heat taping, finishing up any exterior painting and staining projects. Make sure to check all your smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors, as well as checking your fire extinguishers. We're your locally owned hardware store and have been since 1892. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway, open seven days a week. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. How do you feel about pancakes? I love pancakes. Well, then I've got good news for you. We're kicking off Black Friday with a pancake breakfast from 7 to 9, and it's only $5 a plate. Oh, that's exciting. But wait, there's more. We will have a live auction at 9.30 a.m. with Cars and Power Sports starting at only $500. It is Black Friday. But wait, Tommy, there's actually more. We partner with local businesses to give attendees a coupon book to keep your Black Friday shopping local. We'll kick off your Black Friday at Sheridan Honda. News Talk 930. Now on 103.9 FM. News Talk 930. K-R-O-E.